0: hello and we welcome you to the world travel dad show where we help you travel intelligently with your family with trip planning money money saving tips and fun funny stories we are a resource for your next travel chapter we are excited to have you here and we hope our adventure helps with yours now here's our host world travel dad good afternoon you found the world travel dad show Really appreciate you joining me today. This is going to be a little bit of a different episode, a lot different. Um, my uh, father uh, just passed away a couple days ago. I learned of the news while I was in Singapore, and I wanted to take some time to devote um, at least one full episode to talking about my dad and sharing some details with the listeners i promise i will try to make it interesting and i promise that i will have some travel tie-ins because (coughs) i think that's a huge point of what i want to talk about today is you know we never know you know you you never know what's going to happen and that's why we say don't wait till you're 65 to take the trips you could be taking today if if travel's something you like to do Um, it's something I like to do, but, um, sometimes I don't, uh, sometimes I just want to stay at home and get in my routine and nothing knocks you out of your routine like traveling. And, um, I haven't really been in my routine and I've been gone. And when I left home, I knew that my dad was having some health problems, so not completely unexpected and everyone sort of deals with it differently and I I haven't really had time to deal with it but if you'll allow me we'll go through some topics today hopefully it'll be kind of fun as fun as possible and just like the Steely Dan song Deacon Blues forgive me you know if I play too long this one will be a longer um, a rambling episode which I'm not going to kid myself I don't think I'm good off script. I tend to rambles too much. The Greek philosopher Epictetus said, It is difficulties that show what men are. I love that quote. Because it's, I think, one of the easiest things to do in the world is to be a good person when things are going well. You know, when you're in a good mood, when things are when your teams winning, when you're making a lot of money, everything's going great, when you're healthy and your family's healthy. Everyone's a good person then. You can't you can't really tell what someone's made of in that situation. And I think what Epictetus was getting at is that you really can see what a person is when things go poorly. So I'm always fascinated to observe people, you know, people that take a fall from grace, get some bad luck, hit a bankruptcy. You know, how do you bounce back? I'm always fascinated by entrepreneurs. The more I learn about these people, there are some very, very dark times for a lot of these people. I just can't, I don't know how you deal with it you know i don't know how you're up at night and you're looking at your family and thinking how am i going to feed these gremlins but i also think that is a a real window into the human soul to uh to see how humans can react and i think it's a it's a real opportunity to to see just what humans are capable of. Yeah, I wanted to talk quickly about uh, John Adams, second president. Uh, Gosh, he said he he was going to try to make this interesting. We're already off on John Adams. Um, That's my favorite president. And, you know, people have heard of him. Have you heard of his wife, Abigail Adams? I mean, she was tremendous. I don't know. I think that was his secret. You know, she was she was a badass and she said a merry heart doeth good like a medicine. Um I think the message there is try to stay positive, I guess. Um not quite sure. Uh John Adams said morality morality only is eternal. So, you know, what is your morality? Um, my dad was 76. He, uh, played basketball growing up, uh, in Maryland. He was the son of Jack Olson, who wrote several New York Times bestselling books, Doc, Predator, Salt of the Earth. These were true crime books, um, In the 80s, and he at one point was considered, uh, you know, good, I guess. He fathered 10 children with four different wives. Like many of these creative types, he had tinges of manic depression. In fact, quite severe bouts of it. And I just I heard on the Huberman Lab podcast um, recently that um, the people with manic depression have elevated levels of dopamine, and that that's why they have these periods of extreme creativity. Dopamine's apparently um, crucial in creativity, and but you have these dramatic falls. Um, the most famous I can think of is Ernest Hemingway. Um, that guy was fascinating, but he, he was a real handful. Um, not sure what type of morality, um, he had, but I know John Adams, uh, was a very moral man, but the, you know, he, uh, was responsible for the alien and sedition acts where he threatened to arrest opposing members in Congress and, that was a that was an incredibly embarrassing thing, and I think he later regretted it. Um, but our country has always been divided. If you look back um, to that era, to the Jefferson, John Adams era, you know, those guys were friends, and they ended up having to go against each other and really divided the nation as much as possible. It's amplified with social media, of course, today, but... I think that this idea that we're in unprecedented times, uh, it's, a little, it's a little bit overblown, in my opinion. My dad, uh, John R. Olson, we called him Jack, he, he, uh, he went to Baltimore University on a basketball scholarship. He played for two years. He dropped out because he got benched, and he went to go find his father, who was the senior sports illustrated editor at the time he was living in Key West Florida he was considered a fine bone fisherman and so my dad at the age of 20 went down to visit with him to try to see you know what's up with my dad you know he he left when I was in sixth grade and left me and my mom in Maryland and uh, you know I can't imagine fa- having a having a child and and intentionally ever leaving the kid. So, you know that's that's one morality play, you know, that I I just don't understand. And um, John Adams and Abigail Adams were were fine parents, and you get the sense that that's what they uh, most were proud of in the end. Um, we'll come back to that theme, but so my dad goes down to Florida, uh, has a good time with his dad who has manic depression. And when a manic depressive is in a manic stage, they can be extremely charming and it's almost a con man quality. You're not getting, you may not be getting the the real person, but you're getting glimpses and it's, it's quite good and it's extreme creativity, elevated dopamine, and um, ultimately my dad would um, not re-enroll in college at the time, and the Vietnam War draft had begun. Rather than wait to get drafted, uh, my dad decided to enlist. He was one of a very few number of people that voluntarily enlisted in the Vietnam War. You either dodge the draft or you got drafted, but People didn't enlist. Um, he went over to Vietnam, was in the 101st Airborne AmeriCal Division, joined the LERPS, the Long Range Patrol. Um, this is a seven man patrol that went behind the demilitarized zone of the 37th parallel into North Vietnam and basically did reconnaissance missions. Um, they saw less combat um, than infantrymen, m- generally speaking. And some... So, my dad uh, was eventually awarded a bronze star and two purple hearts. Um, the backstory there is the bronze star was awarded to him because during a firefight, he saved a South Korean officer who had been hit. And he, my dad had to run out in the middle of fire. I don't know the exact details, but I, I think his, his team laid down a suppressive fire while my dad ran out into this clearing to get the South Korean guy officer and he was awarded the Bronze Star for Valor. Um, you know, if I, had, if I had a Bronze Star, you could bet every... I'd bring that thing to the bars, man. You know, you couldn't shut me up about that. But, you know, my dad never wanted to talk about it. Um, he did tell us. He did tell us. That's how, that I've learned these facts sort of secondhand never done any sort of independent research on uh, of my own there but purple hearts one uh he was shot down in a helicopter and and uh received shrapnel wounds i believe and then he also received shrapnel from a mortar in his neck a piece of metal that uh still in there so uh oh that reminds me we should have told the uh mortuary about that i'll bet i'll bet my stepmom forgot about that one because i wonder if you're cremating someone and there's a piece of metal in there you know does that jam the machine i don't know that's kind of morbid um so you had the two purple hearts um long range patrol uh man uh i mean war war is hell war is absolute hell and I can't fathom it and the people in our the troops in our country that uh that go do these wars abroad I mean I don't you know they 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 choose to go to hell um and my dad used to tell me you know, the, la- the last time I talked to him, we talked about Vietnam because he knew we were going to go there. And he always wanted to return. My dad loved the South Vietnamese. Um, he absolutely raved about the South Vietnamese people. And they used to defend these uh, tiny villages and get to know some of the people. And um, it was very hard. It was very hard for Vietnam veterans. Um if you ever listen to robert kiyosaki um, he, he was a marine and he fought in vietnam and um, i i really respect kiyosaki's opinion and i think we should be um, celebrating uh, what that what he what he has to say there are a lot of people in our in our country and you know everywhere um, you got to celebrate you got to listen to people it's it's really enjoy you know enjoyment that's why I love podcasting so much. Um, you know I love to hear what people have to say and I love to uh I love to hear some of my dad's stories. you know he would uh lieutenant Stoffer, that was his best friend, and that was who he was trying to visit before he passed away, and he was trying to set up a trip. I think my dad knew that could be it, and he just he d- he couldn't pull it off he couldn't travel. Uh, Lieutenant Stauffer used to employ the use of humor in tough situations, and um, that, you know, that really stuck with me, and he, um, you know, when I was in the so-called trenches of litigation, I mean, you can be having a good week, and it can turn really bad for you, and you've got you have to be able to joke. I used to just just try to find some humor in it. And that's not that's not life or death. So when Lieutenant Stauffer would he'd get on the radio late at night and he would he'd say you know now now for some scores from around the league. Um you know 3 to 1, 6 to 5. Oh, here's a tie, 7 to 7. You know, and he wouldn't tell you the team names. And so everyone would kind of be annoyed, but then they'd laugh. You know, these American GIs, they wanted to hear the scores, but they didn't want to hear anonymous scores. Um.
1: We'll be right back. I can't tell you how versatile the WISE card has been for my travels. From paying for my kids' school tuition in Ubud, to wiring the tour company payment for our snorkeling trip, the WISE card has been there for me. Let me explain how it works. From the states or anywhere, you purchase foreign currency and keep it in your WISE account. It becomes your de facto foreign bank account. You purchase at the current exchange rate. If you think the dollar is at its peak in value, Purchase a foreign currency, pay a very minimal fee, and voila, you have your short dollar position. Congratulations, you're now a foreign currency trader, and you didn't have to open a bank account in Montenegro. And fellas, your wife wants to go to Italy. She's sick of the bowling alley as your idea of entertainment. Why not start by opening your WISE account today? If you use the link in the show notes, capitalize with at least $300 U.S., World Travel Dad gets a minuscule kickback that I promise to use on cheap beer. Take your wife to Italy. Let's get back to this thing I'm calling a show.
0: Welcome back in. Um, after that break, we are still talking about, uh, Vietnam. I, I remember my dad used to tell me the North Vietnamese could see the, or smell the, uh, American GIs from over a mile away, and that always struck me because I think the lesson there is that it's it's all about the details, you know, and how you approach those. Certainly, um, we all can can take some lessons from that. And my uh, my dad survived his tour of duty. He did his tour, and he came back to um, the states. Um, and the troops were met with a lot of disdain, um, repugnance, uh, animosity. I mean, if you uh, nobody listening to this show was alive back then, we're all a bunch of middle agers I see the demos. You guys are like me. But if you if you've ever cracked a history book, the U.S. was not um, very happy about. The Vietnam War by the end, and they certainly took it out on the troops, which is appalling. I mean, talk about blaming the victims on that. Um, you know, we could get into that. I, I was a sociology major, so we could talk My Lai massacre all day, but I think we could move the story along. We can go to when my dad came to Boulder, Colorado, after he got back from Vietnam. He went to go meet with his father, of course, who is the author who's living in Rollinsville, Colorado. If you've ever been to Boulder County, Rollinsville happens to be in Boulder County. Uh, it's a good place to fish. Um, I've gone up there with, with uh, my friend Greg, and I promised him I, I knew of a place. And of course, it was a two-hour hike, and we didn't even see a fish. But I do know a good place in Boulder County. But I sure as hell I am not going to tell you on this podcast. Tell you what. My dad went up to Rollinsville, promptly got in a fight. Not promptly. I think they had a good few days fly fishing, fly fishing the South Platte River, I believe. That's the closest river. But there are also some alpine uh, alpine lakes. You know, high alpine lakes, that's hence the two-hour walk. Jesus, this, this is turning into a fishing podcast now. I will, uh, I'll back off of that. Um, my dad uh, did end up getting in a fight with his father. That was probably the last time he tried in his uh, youthful vigor to try to rekindle something with his dad. And it failed, you know. People that tried that with Hemingway, it failed. And in the end, people are who they are. Um, my dad hitchhiked back to Boulder, and he ended up staying, working at a Ju- uh, Orange Julius there, and, um, <clears throat> and uh, re-enrolling in college at the University of Colorado. It's not U of C. It's not, uh, you know... Uh, universe. It's not CU. Uh, no, it is CU. Uh, I was gonna get to that, but it's only CU. It, it's CU. So don't let these academics. You know, they read the papers and they want to act all like street cred. Like, yeah, I've been to Boulder. I mean, it's a good research university, probably. Um, but don't uh, don't be fooled by that. It's it's CU, and um, you know. <clears throat> That's, I'll I'll back off the story now for a little bit. We might return. But that's the history of how my family um, started in Boulder County. Uh, I do a Boulder County blog. Um, You guys are welcome to check it out. And, you know, maybe, maybe if you ever go to Boulder. I mean, it's a good place to go. I talked to a Swedish couple. And they would love to go to Boulder someday. And... I've been to Sweden now and I can tell them I've been to Grobo and I've been to Liram and I've been to Boros and I've been to Bostad and I've been to Lahome, and I've been to Gothenburg, and I've been to Hester Mountain Resort. Um, and we can, we can back off of that topic too. Um, sorry, I'm very scatterbrained. The problem is I do the first half of the podcast Things are going great. That was like two days ago, and I was at this resort and I was all settled. And I've been kind of, you know, turned around. We're down. We're, I'm in Colanta. Lanta. Uh, this place is deep. It's deep. I keep saying like, how much deeper can you get? Can you, you know, I guess Myanmar um, would be deep. But this place is great. It's great. Um, second day here. I have to do the do's and don'ts, but this place is tricky and it's going to take me some time. So be patient on the do's and don'ts of Kolanta, Kingdom of Thailand. Better it is to get wisdom than gold. That's just a common Victorian era maxim. And if you've listened to the show, you know that I'm a huge um, Victorian era fan. I totally geek out over the Victorian era. So anyway, um, thanks for listening to the podcast. We, I'll come back to kind of telling this rolling story of my dad. Um, but for now, I wanted to, I told you that it was, the show was going to be a little bit about travel. So um, I wanted to tell you a couple of things. I I was able to travel with my dad. That was something I think, uh, at the time, I knew this is pretty special. So you gotta, if you get to, if you take a trip with your family somewhere cool, you know, you should cherish it. And I always, everyone knows I, I like Prague a lot, you know, spent a lot of time there. There was a Geico commercial with the Neanderthals that where they reference Prague. That, that always comes to mind. But, um i did spend a lot of time there and i wasn't exactly the mayor or anything but you know had a good time and i always told my my brother and my dad you know i'd i'd love to take you guys to prague and sit at one of these restaurants i think there's some lightning out there um sit at one of these restaurants and I'm not plugged in, so I don't have to worry about the surge protector. Um, sorry, geez. And have a beer with my dad and my brother because a beer is amazing. You know, the Pilsner Urquell is its mother's milk. It takes a whole new form out there. It just, they get the fresh sauce hops. You beer junkies know that, of course. And just very fresh water in Czech Republic. So, great tasting beer. Now, I never got to go there with my brother or dad, which is terrible. But we did get Italy, and we got a lot of Italy. And so, Italy is very special for me. I was able to go on two total family trips, which some people are like, oh, you know, we go there. We summer. We go there once a year. Like, that's great. I mean, I don't. I go once a decade with my family. Now, personally, personally, I can get away a little bit more, but to, like, go somewhere with your older parents, you know, it doesn't happen very often. And we went to um, Cinque Terre, and we went to Rome. Rome was when I was studying, when I was at law school in London... Of course, and went down to meet them for Thanksgiving in Rome. What a great place! And my dad loved Italy; just loved it. The Italian people were nice to him, you know. My dad was a—he was a curmudgeon for a long time, and the Italians just warmed him up. You know, that's all—that's what it takes. You got to warm someone up. Um, sometimes that happens in France, but I wouldn't count on it but you can count on it in Italy. It's a very fun place to go. So we loved Italy. That was a great trip. And the next one was uh, Cinque Terre. Uh, that was my wife's recommendation. And we went out there and she was, uh, my wife was pregnant with our daughter. And so she didn't drink total lame but she ate well and it's a beautiful place. And I got to hang out with my dad and have a have those full Italian dinners. Finish it with some limoncello. You know, everyone had enough to drink. Plenty, some good wines, some uh, vino Rossi, Um, I, I pronounce Rossi right? I got the uh, plural. I got the plural noun right. I, I know that much. Um, so. You know it was terrific and that and that was just that was special uh i mean it's probably boring to hear about it i mean we would uh we'd swim you know there's a little place to swim in manarola so that was great you know you gotta you gotta make sure you do that stuff with your with your loved ones but no prog but that's fine not not a big deal and um I'll, talk, I'll probably go there with my brother someday. But you're not going to get to all the places you want to go. So I wouldn't get too fixated on that. I mean, half the time it's not even the place. It's it's the people. It's the mindset. It's why you're there. You know, um, I had a lot of notes here about things that I wanted to put in the podcast about my dad. They seem kind of boring. I just kind of glanced through them. I'll do some of them, but, you know, I don't want to turn this into a, a legal podcast, but, you know, I'm a lawyer, and a lot of my friends are either lawyers or hang out with them, and that's like the U.S. economy right now. You know, we're all service. We are the kings of service, but you, know, you can't—I can't export my legal services to China, Okay. I'll try, but it ain't going to work. I have a very specific legal framework, but I did go, I went to work for my dad at a law school, his law firm, solo firm, and he wanted to make sure that he didn't hold me back. You know, this great dashing trial lawyer, Um, that's definitely a joke if you know me, but he let me do some depots on a case, some depositions, you know. That's what we call, we call them depots, and on these, you can call them depths too. You can go depths. He let me take all the depths on a good case, employment discrimination. And I remember I didn't really know quite what I was doing and, but he, he, you know, you, you have to do that stuff. So he kind of let me get in there and man, there was you know, you have, to, uh, you have to know what you're trying to get. Um, I'll, I'll get to my dad's abilities on that in a minute. Um, you know, the great Kyle Backus out of Denver, some of you know him. Um, he always used to say, you know, you want to get, you want to know what, what you're trying to get. You have to know what you're trying to get when you go into the depth. And um, so you have to have strategy. But you also have to have an ability to know when you're getting to the truth or when you're getting any leverage. It's like a, you know, it's like a fight. Um, you have to find the leverage point. You have to get to it. You have to cut through the BS. And I was a green lawyer and, and I was not very good at that. I was sort of a blunderbuss, it's called. Um, I remember I kept somebody in a dep, some corporate person in a dep. Um, she... Seemed nice enough, probably not, she wasn't happy to be there, and some snot-nosed 25-year-old, you know, I beat her up for, like, almost three hours, and the problem is, at the beginning of the dep, she gave me this look, this, like, um weird grin, and I mistook that as she was hiding something, and... It, that's That turned out to not be the case. She knew nothing. Um, absolutely nothing. It was a waste of three hours for her and for me. Um, she was just giving an awkward smile because she was trying to s- politely say she didn't know anything. <laughs> and I, I didn't believe her. I thought she was lying to me. And um, that's a mistake. So I missed there, but it wasn't costly. And then on another depot, you know, blunderbuss. I got something. So, I mean, you got to You have to take all these depots, man. You that's the that's the pick and shovel work. There's a guy out of Denver, uh, Craver. He was a defense attorney, White and Steel. He um, did the pick and shovel work. Oh my God! There's nobody listening anymore. Um. Oh, hi, Mom. Okay, but here's the point. Um, my dad in a
1: depot,
0: he shined in a depot and in front of a jury. But if we're going to talk chops on the law game, he did a, a terrific job of just not ever letting anyone off the hook. And he told me to not do that, but I've let everyone off the hook in my entire life. So I didn't li- I I listened, but I can't execute that strategy. That takes a resolve of somebody that has had the Viet Cong chase him around for a year. Like you need to be able to be uncomfortable. So I don't know what your tolerance is for discomfort, but you're gonna experience it in your day to day lives and your job. So I don't know how you deal with that. I haven't had any for a while. Um, I know I'm a jerk, but it's probably coming. I mean, that's isn't that the whole that's the whole Protestant thing? You're always like things shouldn't go too well because then they're not going to go well. I don't think that's very scientific. Um, I'm looking at my notes. My dad taught my uh, son how to fish. Um, that was awesome. And my son's kind of a hothead, but I mean, he's a good fisherman. But he, the hothead stuff, can't have that. Can't have that. Um. So you know, I had a question. To I had a posit. I, had, I was going to posit a question. Is, is my wife like the Abigail Adams to John Adams? And I thought that for point two seconds, and then I realized you are an idiot. Because you're not – I'm not saying that my wife isn't Abigail Adams. I mean, dude, she was – Abigail Adams was um, woke before there was virtue signaling. I mean, she was a tough cookie. She was uh, vehemently anti-slavery. Look, I know, the John Adams stuff, everyone hates that because they point to – Jefferson slavery, and that's we're going to do that on another episode. We're not doing that tonight. Um, John Adams and John Jay, and I believe Ben Franklin was out there? I don't know. A third guy, they went out to meet with um, Admiral Horatio Nelson and his company from uh, England, and Horatio Nelson, of course... Uh, lost his arm in the Battle of Trafalgar. So, don't even get me started there. Um, We could talk Battle of Waterloo uh, if you want. Don't get me started on Waterloo. Jeez. Um, But they, they they had a list of uh, people if the revolution failed um, that they would be, they would hang. And they, yeah, if it failed, they brought the list. And you can bet John Adams is on that list. He's number one. Number one, Jerry. So, um, he's a normal guy. And think about that. God, the British were such jerks, man. I mean, yeah, the more I hear about it, um, I, I can't look at him in the face right now. Like... I, there, there are allies, no doubt, but man, so, I don't know, that's a, that's a tough one, but anyway, we won, and, and, uh, you know, I'm not, I'm not one-tenth the man of John Adams, so you can't even, I mean, that guy, come on, but enough there, let's, let's wind down. I didn't do, um... I didn't do updates this week. Uh, I think you know why. I had one news story in my life. That was the passing of my father. Hasn't hit me yet. There's so much more we could talk about, and this was a little longer podcast. We're gonna. Um, I don't. I don't want to. I don't want to turn the mic off because maybe we'll make it a two parter. I mean, it, maybe it was boring. Like I never know, but you, know, you can't you can't tell someone's life story in a podcast. There's so much there. There's there's so many lessons that we could continue to talk about, and you know, in the business front, but we'll continue to do them. And we'll, I'm going to try to have more of a regular production schedule here in Kalanta. I mean, the place is cool. It's not um very developed i mean in comparison like bali was pretty developed but man southeast asia what a fascinating place i uh I have this piña colada tonight that i've been making out of the the local rum here which is terrific it's it's everything i was looking for i'm like just rum's cheap man just make a local one use whatever you have to use and boom we got a song uh sang i believe um fact check me on that we are going to go out on a high note i need to play a song to get us out of this one and i grew up listening to phil collins cuz that was my one of my dad's favorite artists and the other one he didn't have a very deep collection you know these sometimes these old timers are like i just need one or two i'm like you do know that the music industry is pretty good now. I mean, we have more than those two guys, but that's fine. Um, he liked he liked some Peter Gabriel, loves some Police. I'm not. I don't know. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna turn this off and we'll see which one I pick. Uh, gosh, I don't think I got to everything. Uh, thanks for listening. Oh. I do want to do shout-outs. I want to do them. Um, uh, Finop Greg. He's out of Denver. Uh, Dougie Fresh. uh, OG Flow Yoga. That guy's a hoot. Um, And Abra. And gosh, I wish I had like
1: 20 people to shout-out. All right. Peace out. See you next week.